Now entering Nerdist.com. Welcome to the Writer's Panel. I'm Ben Blacker, the creator and moderator of the podcast. I created the show because I wanted to talk to writers about the business and process of writing. I've had more than 400 writers on the show, so go back and check the archives. I'm sure you'll find more creators and more shows that you're interested in. I'm a writer myself, having written with my partner, Ben Acker, for Supernatural, Puss in Boots, FX's Cassius and Clay, among others. We've also written comics from Marvel, Image, Dynamite, and more. We created a show called The Thrilling Adventure Hour. Maybe you'd like it. Go to thrillingadventurehour.com for more info. Let me know who you want to hear on this podcast by following me on Twitter, at Ben Blacker. Like the color, only more so. Uh, And follow me on Tumblr at writerspanel.tumblr.com. And if you enjoy the show, please leave a review on iTunes. It always makes me feel good about myself. They write, they talk, and talk about what they write. Tune in tonight, or whenever the time is right. It's the Writer's Panel with Ben Blacker, and it's starting now. Oh, yeah! Please welcome uh, Will Forte and all of the writers from Last Man on Earth. Try to make yourselves comfortable. Uh, let's start here, and let's uh, just have you guys introduce yourselves on the microphone so that the podcast audience will know what you sound like. Uh, nope. Please also tell us <laughs> uh, your involvement in the show and how long you have been with the show. Will Forte, I just am new to the show. Uh, no, uh, 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 I'm the, the lead actor. One of the lead actors. I'm the, you know, I'm filming. Tandy Miller, excuse me. I'm Andy Bobro, and one of the writers and the executive producer. Um, I'm Erica Rivanoia, and I'm the co-executive producer, and I wrote the episode you just saw. <laughs> Not all by myself as a group. Um, and I've just been here the second season. Oh, I started in the first season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Matt Marshall, one of the writers, and I'm not any producer of any sort. I'm Kira. Oh, God, I hit myself in the face. Um, I'm Kira Kalush. I am a writer this season, but the first season I was Will's assistant. I'm Eric Durbin. I'm a co-executive producer. Uh, I was this, I've done both seasons. I have answered all the questions. Uh, I'm Tim McAuliffe, and I'm also a co-executive producer and did both seasons as well. David Noel did both seasons and uh, a writer. Uh, John Solomon, both seasons, co-executive producer. Great. Thank you, guys. Um, let's, uh, let's start by talking about the beginnings of this show. Um, was there a pitch process? Where did this come from? How did it find its way to uh, Miller and Lord and then to Fox and then to us? Uh, Chris, Chris Miller and Phil Lord, I've known for years and years. I, they did a show called Clone High. And, uh, yeah, great show uh, on MTV. And they let me be one of, the, one of the voices, the voice of Abraham Lincoln. So I've known them <laughs> since 1998 or 99, something like that. And... Uh, we just have been friends ever since, and, and uh, they got a deal at 20th 
which is a, a studio, um, just to, to make things. And, and they came to me and asked if I wanted to write something with them. So we got together for several days uh, thinking up ideas. And, and at some point, we pitched this idea and, and said, no, that's a shitty idea. So we, <laughs> we went on from it and almost did something else. And at the very end, literally the last 10 minutes that we were meeting, Chris had his jacket on. He was late for a dinner. We came back to this, and something clicked, and we uh, just decided this was the, the idea we wanted to do. So we, we cobbled together a, a pitch, was, which was basically a skeleton of the first season, um, and then pitched it thinking it would be a real cable idea and uh and uh but fox was uh interested too so was it what was it for you uh about this idea why did it stick well at first it just i think that when we brought it up it seemed really sitcom-y i guess and 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 uh i mean there are a lot of elements that are reminiscent of gilligan's island for sure (laughs) um but but those were the ones that shot out at us from the get-go. Then when we thought it out the next time, we thought about it in a slightly more grounded way. And certainly there are elements of this that are bonkers and, and ungrounded. But like when we thought of it more in terms of kind of the tone of the pilot um, in the first couple episodes, that, that was what excited us. Just, you know, there was such an open uh, field of, you know, just so many different... Uh, you could do anything, really, and and that was very appealing and um, and scary at the same time because you're like, oh, we could do anything. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> well, that that's sort of the next question is like, and this I would kind of open this to all of you guys. You do have this wide open world with so much possibility. How do you start to narrow that down into stories? I mean, I am I am curious about the pilot. As I recall, you that was just you, right? That was. That whole show was you wandering around being alone. Yeah, Kristen comes in at the very end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, this is an unusual network pilot. You realize that, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, oh, no. Uh, and, and Fox was, was very supportive of, of, uh, of that the whole time. And it, certainly there were, there were times that they got really nervous, uh, understandably so, um, and, and we just had to remind them that this was what they... You know, signed up for so so uh, you know, but 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 they you know they have been really good about about uh, letting us do crazy stuff, and sometimes they come and and you know we'll be reluctant about stuff, and we'll usually stick to our guns, and then they'll ultimately say we trust you, uh, go for it. That's so they're, it's been pretty wonderful. That's really good. Yeah. For, so for those of you who were there the first season, can you talk about? sort of digging in on this world and discovering the stories uh, as a room? I'll start. <laughs> then you guys grab your microphones. Uh, I, I just wanted to start by saying that the, um, so much of the first season was already kind of figured out by Will when we got there. Like, um, we, uh, Will had um, a, a script, of, like a full script, I think. By the time I... By the time a staff was hired, there was a, a pilot script that didn't end up being exactly the pilot that we shot, but uh, it had all the main beats there. Um, and also, Will had also uh, figured out the 
you know the 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 first certainly the first six or seven episodes of the of that first season are they play sort of like a very slow moving uh, single episode of something you know it's like and then this happens and then this happens so uh, and I th will had already figured out like it's going to be uh, Phil Miller alone then he's going to uh, um, attempt suicide then he's going to meet, finally meet Carol she's going to insist on getting married uh, they're going to get married then they're going to meet uh, Melissa. He, uh, you had all the character introductions worked out, at least, and that, that got us through. I like, did six episodes. everything. <laughs> I think uh, there was, it was like, yeah, then Melissa, and then there, uh, actually through Todd. And then it's like, okay, then he gets Melissa to, he convinces Melissa to uh, have sex with him for procreation, and then they meet Todd. And that, like, the, that all, that plays like a great joke. Like, the, that, just verbally, that if you just spell that out, that's a good joke. And then I think that you were a little sketchier on some of it, like, oh, maybe at some point, maybe two women come in. I think there were some things to figure out in the first season, but Will it was did a, so Yeah, much it was of a, the did, like there were, it was maybe going to be four or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there's, I mean this, is, this is really broad strokes because there's so much goes into it. And so, like these, you know, even the, the pilot, which, which, you know, he said I'd, I'd written before we even got the staff together, and the staff came and just like we tore that thing apart and and kept putting it back together in different ways because ultimately we wanted to do something that that I think they were more excited to do when they until it was about to actually happen, and then so we so you know we'd had to find the perfect blend of talking versus physical comedy and like what we did we didn't know what the audience's appetite would be so we went through and and we at a certain point we had gotten this draft together which was just a piece of shit I mean, it was so bad but it was, was like it, it had flashbacks these, you know it had yeah it had there was a bunch a whole, of flashbacks and what made it um, what made it a piece of shit in your uh, oh it was in, definitely estimation there was, was there was the amount of explaining sorry. that we did i guess is what yeah. i would guess right the amount of the amount of hand holding that we did for the audience was kind well, that, of what that's something it was like I'm he had to have his problem he's like he never felt good so we went back and he found his uh, he never hadn't completed his Boy Scouts he hadn't thing. So he hadn't gotten got his Eagle Scout medals, and it was like we were searching desperately for a like a yeah a, a narrative trick like that. Like he never got his Eagle Scout badge, and now everyone in the world is dead. He's gonna go through and do all those uh, good deeds, and yeah. This so, this feels like maybe that would have been funny. I don't know. It feels like the kind of draft though that's born out of network notes. And it, as it much definitely, as they were it definitely was, and and uh, uh, and we what we ended up doing was we. Uh, we bargained with them and we said, okay, if we don't have to do that beat, we'll introduce Carol earlier in the story. And so, so she was always going to come at the very end of the, the first episode, but instead we, we made that third act of that uh, be about meeting her. So that was, we felt like that was a, a good bargain to strike. Uh, as I was asking, so for those of you who were there the first season, can you talk to me a little bit about... Um, Finding the fun in these episodes. I mean, they, it feels like they are just packed with wish fulfillment things and what crazy things would you do were you the last man on earth? Uh, can you guys talk about contributing to that or the conversations that went on in the room around think, those think, episodes? Yeah, I think some of it was just making things simpler all the time, just make, making things less, less awesome because then you, you just watch Will just 
bash on a on a water thing and you know dissolve a few times and watch him fuck around with that and it's that's funny just by itself and i think the a lot of times the initial thought is to make something kind of awesome and bigger and oh yeah this world you can do a ton of stuff like you could you know figure out how to light up the whole neighborhood or something like that and then it's like this guy he couldn't do that you know (laughs) like and it's just paring that back and the more the simpler it gets like ultimately i think the realer and funnier it it always seemed to get Yeah, in the in the not the pilot but the second episode there was it's uh when carol and i are arguing about the the parking spot um, and then I drive into the store. We had a bunch of shots, like cool shots of the inside of the store. And we could have done all this stuff. And we ultimately thought that sh- our show was more about finding the farthest, the farthest back point to show that from and making it, you know, we, we decided to just show the really shitty far away version of that. Um, so, I don't know, it just seemed more, more, yeah. Uh, it is. I mean, it absolutely is the language of the show. And I wonder if this is something that The Room talks about. You know, this is... It's a comedy that doesn't look like other comedies on TV. It, it's, it looks like a feature film. It's a great-looking show. How much is that part of the conversation? Think, you know, things like the wide shot is going to be the funniest way to introduce this. Well, I mean, it's always... It's a conversation throughout, uh, you know, every every day. It's it's every part of it. Through the, through the writing... Uh, through the uh, editing process, uh, you know, uh, while we're actually doing it in, you know, producing it each week, it's it's every step of it is kind of all of us uh, policing that stuff. And sometimes we, you know, sometimes we say fuck it and do the really <laughs> stupid <laughs> version of it. But it's you know, it's it's. it's I think um, uh, 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 Phil Lord and Chris Miller really set the tone by directing those first two episodes, and they were not going to do it cheaply, and they were not going to do it like standard uh, TV, um, and they had enough clout uh, to be able to just do that. Um, So I think, I mean, I don't know, we don't talk so much in the room about angles or how something's going to be shot, but it is something that we kind of just absorb by watching how it it got done those first few episodes, I think. uh, but there is also, I guess, I don't know, have we thought of more? There, there's also, uh, uh, through trial and error, we've sort of discovered the things that seem to play better for us and that, and that Will's more comfortable doing. And I think, like, a lot of times Will will just get a look on his face, like, and you'll go, oh, I'm pitching, I'm, I think I'm pitching something that would happen on a regular sitcom <laughs> because he's giving me that look. <laughs> <laughs> What what are those things that would happen on a regular sitcom? Oh, for Christ's sake! Uh, <laughs> like I'm I'm curious about wrong roads that you guys may have gone down as a group in in both seasons. Because the story oh, right. moves, but we it also like it's such a great character study too in so many. Did ways. you say do you say wrong moves? Yeah. What are what uh, are wrong ideas that were discarded? Well, I mean we 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 didn't discard a lot of wrong ideas. You know? <laughs> <laughs> there's a, something. That, there's something that we. I mean, we, do, we, we Our goal is to always do stuff that's that's different, or or if we'll do something that you've seen before, do do kind of our spin on it, or be 
kind of commenting on it a little? I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough, and sometimes you get to the end of it, and you're just like, oh, that's not a comment on it. That's just doing that. So We were going to well, do... Know what the, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Wait, I'll be quick. The, the, the one thing that, I, that does come to mind um, uh, is that uh, we... A lot of times it'll just come up like we'll do, uh, oh, the, they decorate the, uh, God, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, oh, it, perfect example would be in season one in that water episode, the, the, the second episode where Ta uh, uh, Phil gets the water going, the, the irrigation system for Carol. And um, when, we first, when we first pitched it, it was going to be sort of a cinematic moment where, like, He's exhausted, and it's the sun is coming up, and then the, you know he doesn't know if it's going to work, and then the, the you see the water bubble coming down the hose, and then like a fountain, you know, like a, a beautiful moment, and then I remember that you were Will was saying like it, uh, I would never be able to get it going that well, and then and that was a learning that was part of the learning thing was just like that the world is broken and that these people are not very good at things. <laughs> and we were going to do a Christmas episode for the last one of the first season, and it was. Like there were going to be lights on all the houses, and these are things that were getting pitched and things like that. And then ultimately, it just became one light bulb that he was able to light <laughs> that got broken, you know. And so it's that kind of pairing back kind of thing. Yeah. And ultimately, it's funnier, and ultimately, it's the voice of the show. I think. Yeah. Um, let's let's start down here with you guys, and just tell me where you came from before the show. Were you work? What were you working on, if anything else? And how does Last Man <laughs> compare? Uh, before the show, I worked at SNL with Will for, for a few years, and then he left SNL and then started this, and I ended up leaving and, and coming here. And this show is almost as crazy <laughs> production-wise. It's, it's, a, it's a really challenging, crazy, you know, creative environment. So it reminds me a lot of SNL, which is interesting. What is the production schedule like on this show? It's uh, five days. We, most episodes are five days. Sometimes we get a little bit more. Um, and uh, it's you know it's an, it's ambitious to try to shoot some of the things that we try to shoot in five days. So it's 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 always crazy trying to fit it in. John has directed six of our episodes. He did the the dunk the skunk of first season. He did the the uh, wait no did, you did this which the seventh episode too. He did the final episode of last year. And then the, when uh, Mary and Cleo show up. When Mary and Cleo show up, yep. uh, uh, he did the first episode of this year. Um, he did the episode that you didn't see tonight, um, which is the one before the one that you'll see, <laughs> which is super secret. Um, he did uh, just a t the, the first and, and third ones of this year. John, you're, you're and the person also uh, one of the three MacGruber uh, writers. And we're, we're going to screen that now for you. Um, I, I feel like you're the right person to ask. Then I, I was curious about things discovered on set. Uh, you know, I'm sure you guys get there with a solid script, but tell us about things that are discovered on set that may add to the show. Uh, we well, I mean, one, one thing about our show, and I, I think it also relates to the earlier question about what, how the show looks. You know, we all we all collectively write this show with Will, mm -hmm. and Will, you know, is involved in everything that happens on set, and he's involved in all the editing. He was editing all day today. He was in the color correction, you know, the other day. So he, so basically, when we go he into something, lunch. 
He, yeah, he makes lunch. Um, <laughs> but the scripts are the scripts are really they're worked on. You know, they are worked uh, on a lot. So when we when we go to shoot, they're as tight as we can make them. And then we often we often don't have that much time to screw around. Um, but when we do, it's usually it's usually I'm trying to think of a fun thing. I just, there's the episode. The episode I was just editing, there's a little thing that you actually haven't seen yet, Will, which is just a thing that Will kind of added involving the word vagina, but uh, <laughs> um, it's very fun. Uh, but I don't know. Do you, do you have any, do you remember anything, Will, that we added on set? I can't think of anything specifically. They're usually little things. I mean, you know, Kristen Shaw is one of the most gifted improvisers, so it's not, you know, there's, there's like so much of her stuff that makes it into the show is just stuff that she she wings. Like we always try to add a little extra time so she can uh, do her thing. But a lot of that closure song that you sang tonight, like the lyrics were there, but Will improvised the clapping above the head and doing all that stuff. So you are gifted too. Guys, <laughs> these are good answers. Uh, tell us. Uh, Tell us again who you are and where you were before Last Night on Earth. My name is David Noel, and thank you. Before this show, I was actually a reality TV editor. Really, I wasn't even a writer. I mean, I'd written some stuff with John and Will. I've known them for years, but uh, Will just said, "Hey, I'm doing this show. Do you, I think you'd, you know, be a good part of it." So I said, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> Guys, it's that easy. Yeah. <laughs> Get into Hollywood. Nobody. Th- this is a guy who, who, you know, he he. We've known each other, the three of us, for years. We went to college together, and so you know, a lot of times when I would write something, I'd I'd show it to him, and he'd he'd give you know his feedback. Very critical. Yeah, he's very. It, but but you know, he, he just was doing something else, and I thought, you know, I had, you know, I somehow lucked into a spot where I could hire my friends if I wanted to, and I knew it wasn't. This was not like a. A charity thing. This is a guy who is. I I, I don't know where I'd be without this guy. On, he just directed his first episode. It's fucking awesome, and uh, it's I, like it's it. Honestly, like he's he's the guy who sits through all the edits with me. He he uh, uh, you know goes and does the sound mixes. He's I mean he just does everything, and so so uh, you know it's it's. Uh, you do a wonderful job. As does everybody on this freaking stage. Like it's, this show is is such a collection of of united hard work. Um, you know, it's it's like you mentioned that song. Uh, you know, to, to somebody I forget who came up with the idea for the song, but Ki- then Kira Kira uh, had the idea to uh, to not to not play play the guitar, just to hit the thing. And then Andy came up with the idea. To, tune the guitar for a really long time beforehand and it was just like it's that kind of stuff everybody's you know adding to, it's 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 an amazing group of people to work with and and you know most of these people like i've known him since what 97 from the groundlings i've known her since 2000 clone high yeah uh matt is new to me but but wonderful. Uh, Kira is, is also new. I met her last year. Durbin, we worked on Third Rock from the Sun together. 
Tim is is uh, new to me as well for, from the show, but you know, indispensable. And these guys I've known since college. So, oh yeah. And before we get too deep into it, I should say that we're missing two people tonight: uh, Emily Spivey and Liz Kikowski, who are also old. Uh, yeah, uh, Kikowski. We worked at SNL together, and Spivey uh, was in the Groundlings with us and at SNL. So, it's uh, you know, we all know each other super well and and have a lot of fun together and trust each other. I, it absolutely shows on the screen, I will say. I mean, there are shows that you watch. It, it reminds me of, like, watching early Simpsons, where it's all of the minds are having these great ideas, and somehow it's all coming together uh, in, in the absolute right way. Um, that is all That is all the nice things I'm going to say, though. Uh, Tim, <laughs> tell us where you came from before this show. Uh, I'm actually, I'm Canadian, so my, my, my credits are not going to be recognizable. It's like Corner Gas they? and The Hour, and This Hour is 22. Uh, and then um, I spent uh, a lot of time working in a city in, in Saskatchewan called Regina for four years. And, uh, uh, and then I moved to New York and worked on Fallon and did The Office and Up All Night. And stuff. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. And then, and then this for the past two years, yeah. Alex, Tim wrote the the uh, season closer for maybe my favorite episode we've done yet. The 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 end of the first part of season two. The thing that people don't realize is that like when you write the script, like when your name's on the script, it's only you who wrote it. So it's kind of good. Like it's like, but I but I but uh, the interesting thing was that I got a lot of positive sort of uh, feedback from these guys. They seem to really enjoy it. But but <laughs> yeah, and it was fun to see Will act out my lines. It was really great. <laughs> He's got a great spirit. Um, yeah. So I yeah. So Will said that we met. Uh, when I was at uh, Third Rock, and I was an, a writer's assistant there at, yeah, Third Rock from the Sun. And uh, so I was a writer's assistant for a long time, and then I became a writer on the first season of American Dad. I, was a, I started as a writer's assistant for that, and then they moved me up to writer, and then I was there for a long time. And then I went to do uh, a show called uh, Don't Trust It Being in Apartment 23, my friend Nanachka Khan, uh, and uh, and then I did a, a a show called Sirens on USA with um, Bob Fisher and Dennis Leary, and then uh, and then I came here and did this. Yeah, I came back and and during those during that time, Will and I would like see each other uh, running, and then it's opposite directions, and then we just in the middle of the run run together the rest of the way. So that was sort of. How he stayed in touch during that time for f- I'm, 15 years, whatever. I'm curious to hear, uh, you know, you've been in a number of rooms, how this one is like a typical comedy room and how this room is atypical. There's a, a lot of SNL people. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a, a really like, oh, it's electric. It's electric. <laughs> it's an electric vibe. <laughs> But there is a, I'd, I'd have to say there is a, there is like it, it moves faster in a lot of ways and I and it feels like some of that or maybe I'm just getting slower and fucking old. Uh, but no, but the, I think that some of that, like John was saying, it's a little bit less nuts in SNL or whatever. But I, I, I think that part of that is like it's all like we we write a lot. 
I feel like we write a lot. There's a lot of words getting churned out for episodes and things like that. Maybe more than other shows that I've done before. And, um, and certainly writing in more unusual places on the show than other shows. Like, so? like you know, location stuff with Will, you know, because you're, you're going where Will is a lot of times, and that's um, location and getting, getting work done there. And uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's cooler in a lot of ways. <laughs> that's a good answer. It is. It's a, part of it is that we're just incompetent and we don't know what we're doing, but another part of it is that uh, the, uh, Will is heavily involved in the breaking of the stories and the writing of the scripts, and he's also in every scene and doing the editing and uh, uh, touching every part of the show. So we sort of, our room had to kind of grow around Will, and we... We oftentimes, well, we usually just have a couple people on set at all times um, who are working with Will, who have a laptop and are working with Will on either uh, getting next week's episode ready after it's been table read or, or um, adjusting scenes that are going to be shot for the current episode. I mean, there's just, uh, we, we, we really have two rooms at least, um, and one of them is on set with Will. Interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it, it works. Um, Kira, tell us about this big break that you got this oh year. Oh my gosh. Well, it's all due to Mr. Will Forte, who's the world's best person to work for. So if you're going to get an assistant job, work for Will. <laughs> um, He'll meet I, you outside afterwards. Yeah. Bring your resume. <laughs> no, he's just, he was just really supportive and let me be really involved with everything I mean I would go to everything with him and that was where I kind of learned whatever I needed to learn um before that I was working as a development assistant so I wasn't in a writer's room before um but still working with story and stuff like that and then kind of realized that wasn't my calling but wanted to get closer in and Will taught me tons of great stuff (laughs) <laughs> Let me ask you, this often comes up on the panels from people who are, you know, either in assistant positions or, or somewhere sort of not writer, but writer adjacent. Um, making it clear to your boss or bosses that this is something you would like to do. Uh, can you tell us about your experience with that? Uh, well, I feel like I had a backwards experience because, um, well... I was hired because I'm a diverse person, um, <laughs> which is great. And um, I remember the moment Will came up to me and was like, we're looking for a diversity writer, and we're thinking about you. And I just said to him, are you sure? Like, you know I'm bad, right? Like, you know I'm a bad writer. <laughs> and, um, and he was like, it's okay. We're going we're gonna to bring you through it, and we're all going to be there. It's like you're, you're in this family, really. And so it's like really not, not just Will, but like everyone has really helped me become like a writer that can kind of keep up with this amazing First of all, room. she's not bad. <laughs> I feel like someone here needs to say that. <laughs> you guys didn't step up. <laughs> Sandy, you're so sweet. And it's um, true. The first season, she was everywhere. She was in the edit bay. She was on set till the, from the very beginning to the end of the day. She just was after Will the whole time. So she, I think she absorbed a ton during that time because she just 
never went home. Yeah, and she would she would pitch jokes all the time. I mean, like like you know, I I remember I was reading a script, uh, uh, not even to consider you for the show because it was like halfway through the season we were all staffed up. But but I read her script and it was great. So I always knew she was a great writer. Thanks, Will. You're welcome. <laughs> all right, moving down the line. Uh, I was a script coordinator on the show last year, so I was also promoted, not for my diversity, just for <laughs> they needed another white guy in the room, and uh, I was the closest there. So, But Will, from the start of the show, he was always, to all the assistants, he's always very like, if you have anything good, any jokes, feel free to pitch. Like He's very encouraging. He's always been you know, great to everyone, to, even if he doesn't like their joke, he won't, you know, he'll just... He won't tell them. He'll just he'll be he'll say in the nicest way possible. So, and before that, I was uh, assistant on several shows that got canceled. Uh, one one of your shows, Enlisted, The Wedding Band, um, Six Hundred Pen, and before that, I started on The Simpsons as an assistant. And this show feels like like The Simpsons did, where you could just pitch Blue Sky, whatever you want, any crazy thing, and you know, any cartoony version, and sometimes we can make that happen on the show, which is great. Were you uh, writing on your own before this? Yes. A lot <laughs> of writing that no one was reading and <laughs> no one cared to, and, but Will was sweet enough to take a chance well, on me. Well, Matt saved our ass last year because we were... It's, we were still figuring out what we were doing last year, so we got to a point where... We, we were really, uh, really cutting it close on uh, in some different areas, and we had come up with this storyline, and uh, and I think we had decided that we wanted Matt to get a script, and he went home over, and we just said, Matt, just write up, you know, you you do an outline, it's you know maybe an eight page outline or something like that, and then and then you send off the writer to go take the the first crack at it, and and we sent Matt off and gave him like a day and a half or something, he came back and essentially had this script that was ready to go. So, so it, it just saved us. It created this, this time that we could use to move forward. It was like exactly what we needed. So he, he, uh, you know, and also, exactly spot, nine sure. months later, his wife had a baby, too. So I don't yeah. know how he did that. I had been spending weekend. a lot of time over that house. And, uh, uh, I owe a lot to Will. She's my baby. Please. Um, I'm Erica Rivanoia, and uh, Will was my first writing partner and got me my first job on the MTV Movie Awards. And, yeah, we wrote um, this thing called Castaway Dick, (laughs) starring Andy Dick as Tom Hanks in Castaway. And then we worked together on Clone High. Um, And then I was on South Park for 11 years, I think. Then I went to Up All Night with Emily Spivey and met Tim McAuliffe. And then Tim and I were also on Bad Teacher, and then I was on Marry Me, and then Will brought me over to my dream job. <laughs> Reunited. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, as I had asked before, like you've, you've been on a number of different rooms and a bunch of different kinds of shows. Yes. Um, how is this room typical or atypical of your experience? Um, this is really a lot more like working at South Park in the sense that you can do what you want. You don't have to do these sort of 
rehashes of typical sitcom stories. Like, oh, you didn't shut the door. I'm mad at you. We're a married couple. Have you ever seen a Actually. sitcom? <laughs> Carol didn't shut the door. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, it's, but it's also a lot like South Park in that it's very much the vision of one to... Todd doesn't shut the door. Todd should shut the door. That would be a cool twist. Sorry, we're not going to have time for your questions. Um, South Park was very much Trey and Matt's vision, and this is very much Will's vision, and it's all of us. I feel like we do everything as a team in support of what Will wants, and ultimately, we all think, oh, this is awesome. And then Will's like, I don't know. And then Will wins. And <laughs> when he wins, it's always way better than what we thought. I, I usually think. Yeah. But, um, but there, there is something really great about working on a staff where there's a clear target. And there's someone clearly yes. staring the show. Unless that person also that day has to lock 212 in the editing room, approve all the costumes, get on the phone with the network. I mean, there's just this constant... When Will walks down the hall, it's like the president in West Wing, and there's a thousand people with clipboards and phones and trying to get answers on all of these things, and it's just... That's why he had to get an apartment out in the boondocks where we lit, where we work so that he could be closer to the set. Which is between two dildo factories, for real. Yeah. For real. <laughs> coincidence, <That's> coincidence. Actually... <laughs> uh, Andy, let's, let's wrap, up, wrap up this portion. Uh, where were dildo you before? Dildo factories are where they make dildos. Oh. Uh, they're sex toys. <laughs> uh, where were you before the show? What were you doing when you were last on this writer's panel? Uh... That must have been... It was a few years ago. Yeah. It wasn't for Community. a show. It was, no, it was it, Because I was you. here with a few other people yeah. who I didn't work with. But it was... Well, I was working on Community just before this. And um, uh, a bunch of shows that came and went rather quickly. Uh, uh, one was called The Winner uh, with Rob Corddry. And uh, there was a show on ABC that never aired called Single with Parents. That was... Um, <laughs> And then uh, um, uh, some development with Nickelodeon. And then pro- my first job in television was uh, at, on Malcolm in the Middle, mm-hmm. which is a, yeah, another show that all came from, uh, like you were saying, it had a really strong vision at the top. The, the person who created that show knew exactly what he wanted. And so the, the room, uh, our jobs as writers was uh, easier in many ways because we knew we only had to satisfy one person. Yeah. Uh, it, and it seems like that's a good lesson for it, show creators. It and certainly show does, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, I want to make sure we have time for questions. Do you guys have questions? Um, can you guys talk about the transition of Phil to Tandy, basically his character from the end of season one to beginning of season two? Because that was such a drastic change, and I thought it was amazing because I wasn't sure how you guys were going to keep that character going, and then I fell in love with him all over again. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Specifically, though, uh, <laughs> you were about to do a bit I thought you were going to ask him to explain how much he fell in love with the character <laughs> so I was laughing preemptively okay. let's, let's kind of reframe this to be uh, about evolving this evolving Phil and all the other characters too yeah the uh, uh, it was always in our plans to, to have 
uh, Phil slash Tandy go to the dark side for a while and just kind of lose it. And, and uh, you know, the, he, uh, I, I think our, our goal was to, to always make you make it hard to figure out who your allegiances were with. Um, you know, certainly I think that I think it turned off a lot of people who thought, oh, he's too fixated on the, you know, sex part of it. And I, you know, I understand that, but that was what we decided to do. It was interesting for us to try to take uh, Phil to a to a dark place and and see if we could win him back. And, and uh, you know, the trick for us was what do we how do we bring Tandy back and still have him be funny without having him be a shithead. Um, but then we realized we could have him be a good person but still a shithead. And I think so much of, so much of, of winning back the Tandy character is just Carol giving him a chance and him truly trying to make it work with, with Carol. Um, you know, Shaw is such a lovable person, such a wonderful person, and I think she is what makes this whole show click because without her... I would just be some deplorable person. It's true. It's almost like a, there's a trick that you can play. It's like if you have someone like uh, Kristen Schaal or if you have a, a, char- a character like Carol and you have them approve of someone, then the audience gets that cue and goes like, oh, well, he, there must be something about this guy that's lovable. Uh, so we kind of we pulled, we, you know, we played that note as much as we could. But I don't know. It was kind of. Uh, I, I think something that, that didn't help last year, we, you know, we, we made the whole season before even the first episode aired um, and, and Fox uh, uh, decided to run two at a time a lot of times and, and I think that that, you know I, I think we you know, we, we, we made my character go to these uh, kind of horrible places but we, we always thought, okay, well, well I never win, so hopefully people catch on to that and they don't you know, they don't, they but but I think running them two in a row was maybe just too much of it. We we you know if you had it one one per week, you know you might breathe a little bit and then go oh here he goes again. But I th- I think that that was a little too much for some people and 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 that might that probably didn't help. But but it was always our plan to to like bring him back around again. Um, yeah. yeah. Great. Thank you. Hi. Um, First, you guys seem like a really nice, polite writer's room. I'm sure this is like best behavior kind of thing, but it's nice to see. Um, my question is, for a, a few of you said you've been writer's assistants, and the rest of you obviously have not, but do you have any advice for writer's assistants or like what you would like to see from them? You're asking people who've been writer's assistants specifically? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I was a writer's assistant for like five years or something like that, and it's so hard to like constantly be typing everything everyone's saying and then being like, I want to think of something too, you know, because you need to just be not thinking. You just need to be hearing and typing. So finding that little the, the space, the spa- as, as, a, as a writer, you want your writer's assistant, I guess, to make sure they get everything, you know, that's the primary thing, um, and make pitching secondary but I think if once you get into the rhythm of it and the, the room gets the you get the rhythm of the whole thing and 
then it just sort of, it kind of comes out naturally. I remember as a writer's assistant being like, all right, just don't talk, don't talk. And then I'd say something, I'd blurt something out, I'd be like, fuck, I just said something. You know, like, not realizing, you know, if you could make it so you don't even realize you say something, you know, rather than, you know, like, I don't know, looking for every opportunity. That's really the balance of typing and talking, you know, figuring that out, yeah. I think I'll just add, you know, like any room behavior, it's about reading the room and sort of figuring out what everybody's doing. And it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, pitching in the room. There are so many different ways to contribute in the room. And, and uh, you, know, it, it, you know, just let it be known that you're, you know, hey, if you need any help with doing this, I'm here. Uh, Matt would do that all the time last year. And, and uh, you know, I, I... I'm really good at kissing ass. All the, every, no, but he, and, and it's, you know, uh, I would say in, in most rooms, if you're a writer's assistant, you'll get a shot to write a script... Uh, uh, you know that that seems like it's pretty pretty commonplace, and just you know, just kick ass on the script, and and but but you know if they, uh, let let the people know that you're always you're willing to help out whenever they need help. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's the, the way to go. Yeah, it does and seem this is it's a wonderful group of people. It really is. So we have a no asshole policy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I just want to say I, I empathize with you or I sympathize with you. Uh, I didn't have to go through it, but every writer's assistant I know has spent too much time being a writer's assistant and that's just part of the I guess that's just part of the deal. You always spend, you, you know, there's always that show where they go like, you'll get a, you'll, we'll get, you'll write a script this year and then they get canceled and then you're starting over with a new group of people and they're like, oh, if things work out, we'll give you a script and you end up doing that for, you know, five, six years in a row, and it always feels like too, too many. Every year I got lower and lower in my chair, and right before I got a job, I was typing like, everybody who I worked with said I was typing like this, and like, it was either give me a job or I'd fall on the floor and they'd have to roll me out. Those are the two options. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, you guys have all talked about how Christian Shaw is such a linchpin within the show, and I was wondering if Carol was written with her specifically in mind, or if after the show got started and you guys became more acquainted with her talents, you realized like how much she could inform how the character developed, and also how long does it take to regrow the beard? <laughs> uh, it it takes about five minutes. Five months? Five yeah, uh, five, five and a half months, something like that. Yeah, we got some hair stuff going on this year. Uh, uh, um, Kristen Kristen was the the person that that. I had in mind when we were doing Carol, and and it was actually I think I think a lot of people in the in the beginning, uh, I think got off on the like I, I, I you would hear I don't know about everybody I always you know I love her to pieces but it was our plan to make her seem a little a, a little annoying like like you know I'm 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 you know I'm you're supposed to be with me through this this whole first episode and you want my character to seem sympathetic so you need kind of a, a you know the other side of that and and it was always our you know that was this is building on the 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 question before which was you know it was always our plan to to have her win in the end and have her you know if you ask anybody any she is the person people love the most on this show and I'm that asshole. Um, so, yeah, but she's she was from the, you know, we didn't go through a casting process. Um, she and I have the same agent and I, uh, you know, called up to, 
to see if she would be interested, and it was it was very easy. You know, the studio and network were thrilled to to have her be a part of it. When you guys are in the room pitching ideas, is there anything that's not realistic, like in this episode with when she was destroying the Christmas ornaments and she said, I'll get you more? Do you ever think, like, this is the end of the world, there are certain things they might not be able to get? What's the process with that? That's a really good question. Oh, uh, shout out to uh, uh, Max Kessler and uh, Ed Vicola, who are our writer's assistants here, because you just made me realize... Uh, Max kind of took it upon himself last year to be the guy who read all those books about how the world is going to end and what would happen and how society would break down. And so a lot of times Max will be the one who pipes up and says, guys, gas, gasoline is going to go bad. And we're like, no, come on, man. We're not, we don't want to deal with that. And then finally we dealt with it and it turned into a pretty good plot point. Um, so a lot, of it, a lot of it is that. A lot of it, or we just, we just, we'll just have a collective hunch like, could they? I mean, usually it's just us going like, but okay, this is totally impractical. No way does he. Uh, I'm trying to think of what we, what stuff we've done that we've known in the back of our minds was like. Uh, okay, he couldn't have done that in six hours. But let's just say blowing up the yacht. Yeah, blowing up the yacht. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving yacht. a yacht through the water would be pretty hard. Um, but he found a way. <laughs> How was uh, Phil uh, different before the virus? Have you guys, have you talked about that at all, or uh, has that been a discussion? That's season three stuff, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lazy answer to a question I don't know how to answer. We did, that was part of that stuff that we went through rewriting the pilot a lot. We had, originally we had some flashbacks in there, and we would show some clues about what, what his life was like, and we went, there was a thing, we wanted to indulge this whole story about it. Uh, girlfriend or a, an ex-fiance or something that fell apart. And well, I think there's a bunch of stuff that's going to be found out at the second part of this season, though, too. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> good I mean, answer. that's not that's a, a lazy answer. answer. That's sincere. Uh, but I, I, I do think that had we written about Phil when we were first starting the show, I think we would probably write a backstory that was a little different now. I think... I think uh, you know, you you come up with little things along the way, and I think I think uh, you'd be kind of somewhere between the good sides of him that you've seen and the bad sides, like everyone. <laughs> hey, um, I just had a question about showrunners. Showrunners from the first season to the second. I believe you were showrunner on the first, and he just announced that you're showrunner on the second season. I just think it's like a seamless transition from the first to the second season. I think they're both phenomenal. It, uh, why it seems seamless was because it was more. It was really just a title change. I mean, I, I think I'm doing the same job that I did last year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he essentially was. You know, we've both been in the. Yeah, Will is the kind, Will is the creative voice of the show, and I'm I get this title because I I'm the one who gets on the phone with the network more often, and and uh, you should see and, him when he gets uh, <laughs> heated at, at like standards. And practices. One time, he one going, time I yelled at a person. But people have breasts. I mean, and I said, Andy, you gotta leave the room, man. Leave the room. It's like, no, no, no. It's a moving target. People move during sex. We're not allowed to show people moving at all. When when Phil and when and Carol are having sex together, we're not that allowed to show, show any movement. Even like, yeah. 
Uh, hi. Um, so in the first season, a lot of it was at the end of the episode, things weren't working out for Phil. Even if, it, like, at the last moment it was like, good, and then Todd comes in and ruins his moment with Melissa. But, um, but in the second season, it's been much different, and things have been starting to work out for Phil. Was that a conscious decision, or was that something you got from feedback from audience, or what was that? I, I would say that, uh, you know, it's, it, it, uh, I don't know the answer to that. I, all I do know is that last, last season, uh, so much of the, the, the structure of the season was built around uh, character introductions. So, so I, it feels like we, we thought, you know, it's, I, I think that it became less surprising as it went along. It's like, oh, more people are going to get introduced. Um, and I think that was another thing that maybe running two at a time might have hurt because it, you know yeah. they were coming quicker. Um, I don't know. You, you know, it's just, we just kind of figure out what we what what basic stories we we want to tell throughout the the season, and then and then the stories themselves kind of work themselves out. So last last season, I think a lot of that had to do with the the introduction of characters along the way, and I think. I think they, you know, that those kind of naturally ended in a different way. And this, yeah, this year it's a little different. I think just because we're telling different types of stories, but it's very interesting because the, well, I don't know. I guess you can decide if it's interesting or not. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it, you we start the season not really knowing too much. We we knew that basically we it was going to be what hole we had dug. Tanny and Carol. <laughs> And then we knew that we wanted to get to a place where Phil dies at the end and Jason is attempting to come back to Earth. And that's about it. And then we filled in the rest. Um, and I'm, well, uh, God, I bet we're editing the last couple. I'm, I'm really excited by the stuff that you guys are going to see the second half of this season. There's some... I think of our, our best work. Great. We can't wait. Uh, let's thank you. let's uh, starting down here with John. We'll wrap up uh, by telling us what are you watching on television these days? What are you excited about? Tell us a couple of things that you really are enjoying. What is the room talking about? What are you talking about uh, with your loved ones and each other? Be honest. I mean, I watch cuts of this show. <laughs> that's what I watch. <laughs> it really is. I, that's kind of what I watch, and I'm I'm. Most of my time is, is spent on that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have the exact same answer. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, I started watching that show, Baskets. That was pretty funny. It's really funny. The, uh, um, I don't know. I haven't really. I don't haven't watched a lot of TV, but uh, but I thought that was pretty good. And then. Um, Professional golf, I guess, is pretty good. <laughs> it's never been said on here before. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching baskets also, and my wife is into um, The Bachelor, so now I'm into The Bachelor, <laughs> and I watch that. Durbin took my answers, but I don't have a wife, and she doesn't watch The Bachelor. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we, there are a lot of murder shows. Into that, so that's that. Like, like what? Like um. The jinx. Yeah, the the jinx making a murderer. Um, I just saw my grandpa, and we watched a lot of 2020. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. All right. 
Uh, lately, just watching uh, Broad City and Fargo. I love both those shows. It was awesome. Yeah, I was going to say Broad City, and then the Carmichael show yes. is so good, and they're shooting some new ones now, so I'm very excited. I, uh, the Good Wife. <laughs> I, I'm quite old, so I enjoy the dramas. <laughs> uh, Broad City, I love. Uh, Fargo, I loved. Um, we, in the room, in every comedy room, there are bad uh, sitcoms that you make fun of, but I will not list any of them. That's a different but rest assured, we bag on other shows. <laughs> well, uh, I'm kind of the same as these guys, but I'm, we're almost done with the editing process, and I've, I'm going to catch up on The Bachelor. <laughs> uh, I, think we'll, yeah. I think you'll like it this season. Please give a round of applause, everyone, Thank you for coming. Last man on Earth. The show returns March 6th. Thank you all for being here. Thanks to everyone here at Nerdist at Meltdown. Now leaving Nerdist.com.